Hello and welcome to Good Grief by Mark, 100 days and beyond. We are way, way beyond 100 days. This is a podcast which is um, a 100 day consecutive creative journey which evolved into 200 days and I don't know where we're at now but we must be uh, well past that as well. And uh, the idea is that every day I step up and do something creative um, and uh, whether I put it out to the world or not is sort of secondary, but the idea is that you do something consecutively every day that's creative. Whether you think about a creative idea, you put something out there by creating it, whether it's a drawing, an illustration, a poem or story, or in my case, a podcast as well. And um, and so I'm looking at a whole load of different mediums to get some inspiration to do this podcast. So I don't talk about this much but the reason that I started this whole journey was because I lost my son in 2020 on the 1st of April in a heart condition which we weren't aware of abbreviated as Hockham and um, my beautiful boy who was 14 at the time collapsed walking his dog and never recovered um, now I say that relatively calmly today but far from it, the journey has been fucking horrible, and so um, I can't really put into words what it's like when you're going through uh, uh, grief and trauma uh, related to losing a child, uh, but there are lots of people that go through it and I'm not uh, in any way uh, unique in that regard, it's not real common and it's definitely something that uh, a lot of people so that they couldn't imagine what it was like. And I was definitely one of those that would have said that prior. My uh, One of my closest friends lost his son when he was 15. I remember getting the phone call and that was really fucking heavy. And seeing the distress and sadness in his life after the fact, uh, he never really recovered. Um, so my family's also been smashed and we are doing our best to work through it. So my early days uh, after Buster passed away was involved in a number of events and creative projects around him. Uh, one was coordinating with the Melville Murdoch United um, Soccer Club there, uh, Muriel. We had a, a Just Be A Good Friend, uh, a Good Vibes Community Concert put on by the city of um, Coburn. Uh, we created these stickers that said just be a good friend and it was a message from Buster of which we've had about 300 printed and they're stuck around a lot of the uh, southwest in Western Australia and beyond that actually a lot of people overseas have got stickers and I know that the kids at his school have got them on their computers and things and, and you know we're talking about 2020 so it was a couple of years ago now We've come a, a fair way in our recovery, but by no means uh, is life back to normal. In fact, life will never be back to normal. That's the tragedy of this. It's never going to be the same. You're, you don't operate the same way that you used to. Your brain is damaged. Uh, trauma creates a breakdown in your brain 
how you process things and uh, so I went on a journey of a myriad of uh, rabbit holes you could call them but um, I got to uh, look closely at uh, I guess brain science and why trauma affects your brain in such ways that it does and then I discovered a number of um, people that were giving me insight into how the brain works and how I can manipulate my thoughts into a more positive, uh, happier space by just focusing on my right hemisphere and I guess consciously being aware of not to uh, dwell in sadness and grief for too long and uh, when I find myself in highly stressful situations just uh, catching myself and, and, and choosing to step out of that space acknowledging that nothing is really that important and uh, I can um, uh, relocate my thoughts and, and, and do things that are a bit more kind on my uh, myself and uh, and I do that by applying it to exercise and being creative as well uh, communicating with others uh, you know, get, getting some rest, going home from work when I'm not performing or it's just getting too hard and uh, just letting people know around me that, you know, I'm not in a good space and don't take offence but I've got to bail and so that's what I've been doing. But um, if you have been following me you would see that uh, on Facebook, uh, Instagram and uh, more recently on LinkedIn I've been posting a lot of creative stuff trying to connect with other creative people has been really a joy and do you know um, this is over two and a half years now and so uh, initially you're out of an aqueduct you, you, you know you come out of the blocks really fast and um, now uh, my connections with others is a lot more subtle you know we just find each other people comment that they've seen my my stuff online and um, occasionally I'll go a bit broader with my uh, posts and put them into other space that maybe other people might discover and just see what the reaction is and I'm enjoying how it's sort of uh, uh, going at his own pace I think we had a thousand downloads the other day when we did the podcast which was so great and that's not a lot by comparison to some of these super podcasts that you hear out there but it's nice that it's touching people and that people are sharing it you know everyone's got their own trauma and grief and uh, this is just my uh, uh, my way of expressing it. I heard on a podcast by Deborah Milmer, who does this show called Design Matters, that um, this guy had a writing workshop, and his writers had to turn up for every day for a hundred days and do something creative. And the promises were at the other end of it that magic would happen. You you discover things that you hadn't. Uh, even uh, imagine would would occur as a, from a creative point point of view, and he was just talking about all these different projects that were coming out of his workshops. You know, like TV scripts and books and pilots for TV shows, that sort of thing. So I applied it to my a bit more broadly, I suppose, and applied it to uh, a whole range of things, which I've just explained. Uh, and as one finishes I look at some other things and, and, and now I've got a number of uh, different creative um, 
things that I work on and so it's quite easy to flip from one to another um, I've, I've always been intrigued with with humor and comedy and I love uh, listening to comedy I mean you know in awe of stand-up comedians that get up there and uh, and do their their stuff and um, I think uh, it's incredible that someone can confidently walk up onto the stage and from the first second have the crowd in the palm of their hand. Now, that is the magic of a super comedian. And we've seen them all. They've got Netflix specials. The crowd loves them. Everyone's on board. It's the first moment they walk out. Um, but I understand, and this is from listening to, uh, I guess, some comedian podcasts where they talk about the creative process and the... Uh, difficulty on stage when they're not winning over a crowd and, um, and how hard it is when no one's laughing and it must be a hell trip it must be a hell trip so I uh, I started to jot my own ideas down and uh, play around with them I'm not suggesting I'm going to do a, a stand-up comedy routine but I I, I like uh, playing around with with those sort of thoughts and seeing how it would work on a stage and I'm actually fortunate that I play in a band so I get to get on stage quite regularly and stand in front of people and so um, I do know what it feels like when you're out there and uh, uh, whatever you're saying is uh, is resonating with the crowd and I look I watch um, other front men that are really good and uh, I take on board what they do and and I'm not the main focus of my band but I do get the opportunity to interact with the crowd uh, at times and uh, and I love it and I love it when it's working hey eh? you can feel it you can feel it you can feel the smiles and we've played rooms that are you know packed out um, and rooms that are pretty empty and depending on how your head is you can do the same uh, things to get people on board so we recently played to a room of I think there was 12 people in it it was a Saturday night it was a pub that should have had a crowd in it but COVID has uh, spoiled how people go out now and um, yeah this place was pretty empty but people had come to see us and so we went hey let's just uh, let's play to them and, and, and give them a great show and we really did and it was funny and it was entertaining and uh, the energy was good so um, uh, so we could feel it eh? we could feel it you know I watched the so, uh, actually I went to a corporate event I don't like these corporate events but I was at one and they had uh, three comedians get up and I watched them get up and as they walked into the room of suits um, fuck they really worked hard to get that first laugh in fact the first comedian I think really uh struggled to get a laugh because these people were determined not to get on board with their um, their comedy act and you know what if they'd be standing in a bar having the same conversation everyone would have been wet in their pants but uh, we we, um, we as humans don't make it that easy for comedians and uh, I, I'm in awe of anyone that can get up and do that and I think it's a really admirable uh, pursuit and must be very tormenting um, and uh, I remember I used to live in Sydney and there was a, a comedian that used to come and work out there. I used to see him on the TV all the time. 
Now I have to concede that besides Jim Jeffries, maybe Dame Edna, I can't think of any others. There might be a few other Australian comedians, but uh, none that come to mind. I generally don't think Australian com comedy is that funny. I think American is, but I'm a British comedy fan. Anyway, this um, Australian comedian was working out there and he was really quiet. He was really quiet. It wasn't what you'd expect uh, from what you see on TV. He was funny. You know, he was humorous. Uh, he didn't uh, have me rolling in the aisles. But, you know, fair cheers to him. He made a living out of it and uh, he was a regular on TV and... Uh, obviously uh, around the stand-up shows and I used to live near Fox Studios as well and go and see um, some of the acts there at, at random and uh, yeah there were some good acts and I must admit I can't remember the name of uh, there was a guy called Ishmael so he obviously wasn't Australian but he was living in Australia and uh, he was a funny fucker so uh, yeah in fairness I guess there's a lot out there doing that that circuit maybe not all of them make it on a telly I had another friend too, and uh, um, Chuck Boyd he's, was his comedy name, his name's Nate, and uh, I am friendly with him on Facebook, and uh, he's actually married to a friend of my marriage, is he? And um, I was at a barbecue one time, and he says to me, I'm going to be a comedian, I've decided to chuck my job in and become a comedian, and fuck me dead. I said, well, that's great. But don't you have to be funny? <laughs> he goes, no, I've been, I've been writing some stuff. I've got an act, eh? Anyway, cut long story short, I don't know if you remember, but the Kennedy Kennedy show was on years ago. And I turned it on one day. I don't know why I was home at this time of the day. It was like a midday thing. And he, they walk up to him like a stranger in the street and they, they're going to do some super makeover uh, uh, over someone. And they said, and this was only a very short time after the... Um, uh, the barbecue and the, and they they just randomly picked him and then said right we're going to take you back to the studio and do a makeover and who are you and he goes my name's Chuck Boyd I'm a comedian and that was the launching pad for his comedy act and it was on national TV in the midday show <laughs> it's fucking brilliant apparently he went on and I've seen him do some shows over in Sydney where he was emceeing it was absolutely brilliant so first news to you Nat, I don't think you'll be listening to me but I'll definitely uh, shoot you over a link to this because uh, I do know you're uh, on Facebook that uh, I keep in touch with. So. Alright, I'm going to leave this for a minute. I'm actually driving down south at the moment. It's a weekend away with my band, Little Pedro. We're playing in Dunsborough at Clancy's Tavern on Sunday night. And um, so my friend Pete's house, Pete overdressed Pete who comes to our gigs he's a top man he's a fireman as well he's got a little house down in Gracetown that's we stay at and uh, so I'm going to be down there I had hoped to take the whole band down but they've all got their own accommodation so it looks like it might be me and maybe one straggler that might wander in uh, over the course of the next few days but I'm going to get four days of surfing which is going to be super fun and um, I can just see the skies are, are lightening a little bit it's been raining a lot lately and stormy and fucking cold and everyone's been miserable from COVID and I just want it to be a bit cheery um, so when I come back I might just run some of these uh, uh, funny stories that I've been writing they're mostly true <laughs> so it's easier 
to relate to them and me to ramble on about them. And I think because uh, I'm driving, it's easy too because I'm focusing on the road. I've got nobody here, just me and a few boards cluttered around my head, sticking over the back of the seat. Uh, and it looks like I'm going to be on my own for a few days. So if I don't go insane, I'll probably keep picking this thing up and telling you funny stories. <laughs> so good grief by Martin, 100 Days and Beyond. We carry on with more creative shit, and I'll talk to you about it later. See you soon.